What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday, to be better tomorrow than we were today. Also, to help destigmatize the conversation around our mental health struggles and to encourage you to talk openly and honestly about whatever's going on in your life within your life. So what's on the agenda this week? Well, I want to talk about finding your happy place. Whatever it is that that exactly means. Because let's face it, uh, the world out there right now is pretty shitty. I mean, it's awful. On a daily basis, it seems to be how much worse can it seem to get? How much ridiculous are things going to be? Why do we keep making things more and more horrible? And on the days where it seems to be, I don't know, level, uh, those seem to be successes. And it's a lot to, to process, to try to understand, to try to live through without just being miserable and depressed and sad and angry all the time. Because it, it seems like no matter what, there are forces out there that are just insistent on inflicting damage and harm and pain and hurt on anybody, everybody, whoever they can. And it can be extremely overwhelming. And, you know... A while back uh, here on the show, I did an episode about self-care and how necessary self-care was, that it was a, an absolute must. We need to do things to take care of yourself, right? to put up some boundaries and, and do the things that work for you to keep your sanity. And so this is uh, similar, I guess. Finding your happy place is a little bit similar. You know, when I when I always think of the happy place, I go back to Happy Gilmore, uh, where in order to sort of calm himself down and and find some level of focus. He has to sort of imagine this dream world of all these things that make him feel good. And to put a smile on his face and, and, and make him happy. And it's not that far-fetched for all of us to do something similar. Now, I don't mean to close your eyes and just imagine some sort of dream world 
I think in reality, we need to sort of carve out things for ourselves that make us happy, that make us feel good, that allow us to take a break from the misery and awfulness that seems to persist on a daily basis through the rest of our lives. And it's really important to try and find those constants in order to sort of separate yourself for a bit, not forever, but for a bit, from whatever's going on in the outside world. And allow just, just a bit of a, of a break. And some time to decompress. And some time to allow yourself the ability to just enjoy something. At a time where there's so much that can often feel unenjoyable. My wife has a friend that's super into Formula One racing. Don't ask me how or why. Just became her thing. Get super into it. Is a fan of it. Uses that as a way to sort of check out at times with this thing that she enjoys. My wife buries herself in books. Loves to read. When she needs to just sort of take a break. Buries herself under a blanket. Pulls out a book. Allows herself to be transported to some other world. Get lost in the story. That's, that's, that's what she loves to do. That's her comfort zone. For me a long time, it was movies and, and TV and stuff. And, and it's been tough the last few years to really sort of have the bandwidth to uh, dive into a lot of these things and devote myself to the to what's required of me to emotionally invest. Uh, it's a little bit easier for me with TV series. Movies have been a little bit harder uh, as of late, but that for a long time that was that was one of them. Um, but as of late, especially uh, you know starting at the beginning of the pandemic and and has pushed through. For me, it's been hockey. I love hockey. And I didn't always love hockey. Growing up, I wasn't a hockey kid. Uh, I mean, I could skate, but like not hockey well. Never chose to play. Didn't even watch it all that much. I was always more of a football, baseball, basketball kind of guy. And hockey was sort of like on the the outskirts like you know i could watch it and i could follow it and i knew most of the rules but i wouldn't say i was like a hardcore fan of it and 
And then really once the pandemic hit and the lockdowns uh, sort of kicked into effect and, you know, we were doing our best to to be a COVID-free household. Um, hockey was there. And the NHL was able to start up their season again. They tried to do it as, as safely as they possibly could, taking into account keeping uh, the players as safe as possible. Uh, they they took on a bubble model where, you know, everything was, everything existed within a bubble. They tried to keep the outside world out in order for them to continue to be able to play games and, and compete. And I would watch it uh, every night. As a, as a New York Rangers fan, I would watch all the Rangers games. And look, for a long time, I, I, like, I like just watching hockey, especially the Stanley Cup playoffs comes around. Uh, I could watch just all the hockey. It doesn't even matter who's playing. I'll watch, I'll watch the game because they're, they're really intense and they're really exciting. And, and it's, it's fun for me to get into. But when we were home, uh, pretty much stuck at home, uh, that was one of my constants was watching hockey games, watching the Rangers play every night. And as much as the world outside uh, sucked and continued to seem deteriorating, The one thing that I would be able to hold on to as a constant and look forward to was a hockey game at night. And I was able to sort of just sit on my couch and lose myself in the game that I was watching and not have to worry about whatever else was going on in the world. Because this was my happy place. Watching a hockey game. You know, and I talked a lot about the, the piano bar experience that I had throughout the pandemic as well. And how many shows uh, our friends played throughout that time. And that was a constant through the pandemic. That was a happy place. Being able to survive the day with the knowledge that in the evening... This would be my constant going to these virtual piano bar shows and gathering together with a group of people who were there for the same purpose and enjoying their company and enjoying the music. And for an hour, two hours, whatever it was on that given night, to be able to just immerse myself in that experience and not have to worry about what was happening in the outside world. And so, you know, I guess to a degree, this is all a form of self-care. But let's face it, we all just need a break sometimes from reality. And look, I'm not talking about on a on an extreme level, right? Like, I'm talking about hockey, and I, and I love my, my Rangers, who are still playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, knock on wood. Um... But it is like, look, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a fan, but I'm not a, a fanatic, even though fan comes from the word, right? I'm not out there 
uh, living, breathing, and dying by my hockey team. I'm not going to games, uh, trying to uh, pick fights, start fights with the opposition. Just enjoy watching the game and rooting for my team. And for the two, two and a half hours of a hockey game, that's two, two and a half hours that I can remove myself from everything else. And so, you know, it's really important for you to find a happy place. As a way to to step away from life and just just find some enjoyment in something for a short bit of time. And that doesn't mean watch hockey or find a virtual piano bar. It means to find something that feels good for you. That when you are engaged in it, it brings happiness and joy into your life. I won't necessarily say pleasure because that can be destructive. Like I'm not saying go out and find something that's pleasurable to you and then you're just doing cocaine all the time. Like that's not helpful. But you need to find things that that you enjoy and that you like. And they don't have to be all the time. But it does sort of, it should be this, this carve out for you. That when things are, are hard, when things are tough. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, when things feel shitty. Then you can pull it off the bench and grab it from the sidelines and put it into action. To make yourself feel better. To be in a happy place. And everybody's got something different, right? For some, it's listening to music or, or, or going to shows. I know there are a lot of people who who throw themselves into into video games or or painting or playing an instrument or doing martial arts. Some people like gardening. Look, the, the world is your oyster, right? There's endless possibilities. But you got to find those. <laughs> Look, find what works for you. And maybe you already do. Or maybe you didn't, you, you do and you didn't really consider it uh, through this prism. You're like, it's just a hobby. It's just something I, I like. And now the more I talk about it, the more you realize, hey, I, I do do it quite frequently when, when I want to make myself feel better. Right? It's a comfort.
It doesn't have to just be one. You can have multiple happy places that you go to. Right? Maybe it's seasonal. I don't know. Maybe one's uh, closed for renovation, so you got to do something else. But it is important to find to find that break. And it's not it's not bad for you to just sort of check out from reality every so often in order to sort of center yourself. And I'll give you an example, too. Just so you can understand the importance of it. The, the day of the Uvalde shooting, uh, it was, uh, that was that was a rough day. You know, concerned about uh, my kids' safety, going to school. The massive amount of guns uh, that are prevalent in the United States, all those things weighing on my mind. And it felt horrible, you know, for that community and the families. And, uh, and that night there was a hockey game. There's a Rangers playoff game that I'd been looking forward to, that I was excited about. And uh, and that's all I wanted to really do that night. But, you know, a whole bunch of children died that day. And, and I started to feel bad uh, that I wanted to watch a hockey game. I started to feel guilty that I wanted to sort of uh, find some degree of enjoyment in my day at a time when there was a lot of pain happening. And how a hockey game felt real trivial at that moment. But what I came to realize is that the hockey game is really what I needed at that point in time. I needed to just lose myself in something else for a couple of hours. Because just sitting in the hurt wasn't going to be helpful to me. And I didn't have to prove some kind of point by immersing myself in the misery. Because the pain was still going to be there. The hurt was still going to be there. The worry and the concern was still going to be there when the hockey game was over. It wasn't just going to magically disappear or be gone. I wasn't going to come out of the hockey game and just forget about it. And it was a lot. That day was a lot. But for a couple of hours, 
I gave myself the time to take a break from it and do something else. Something that made me feel good, something that made me happy, something that gave me excitement and joy while doing. Just for a break. Just for a time away. A small, short fraction of my day. To be able to do something good for me. And then, you know, I can eventually come back to the fact that the world sucks. But we, need, we don't need to force ourselves to endure the sucky world all the time. Sometimes we need to remove ourselves from it and transport ourselves to the happy place. So that we don't lose our fucking minds. Which I feel like we are in real jeopardy of doing uh, on a daily basis. It feels like we're living on the edge sometimes. Uh, because everything feels like a lot. And can feel super overwhelming. And so, please, for the, for the good of yourself. And you know, the subsequent benefits of the good of everyone around you and in your life. Find your happy place. Find the thing that you love. The thing that comforts you. The thing that makes you feel better. And it's not a crutch. But it is something that is necessary in order to bring yourself out of the horrors of the world. So that you can have some joy and happiness sprinkled throughout. On that note, I'll call time. Some food for thought this week. I look, some people like cooking. Some people like eating. That's their happy place. So whatever. Look, find it. All right. Um, all right. Let's let's head to the exits. Uh, as uh, as look as 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 this weekend, uh, I am in a happy place. Uh, I, I know. Uh, a year ago, just about, I did an episode about the Droopies Takeover, uh, the second annual Droopies Takeover. I uh, was taking place this weekend, uh, so I've been on the road, uh, enjoying the company of others, going to some cool piano bar shows, and um, you know, I something that that feels good for me, something that I enjoy doing, something that I like. So I'm in a happy place uh, this past weekend. So. Hopefully you've been able to find one this weekend as well. All right. Email address here at the show. That's gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, feedback, concerns, send it in there and I'll read it at gettingoldquicklypod at gmail.com. Get yourself a Getting Old Quickly shirt. Shirts and apparel are available at teespring.com slash gettingoldquickly. 10% of the profits go to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So score yourself some sweet swag, help out a good cause, teespring.com slash getting old quickly. Make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast Look right now where you're listening to it. 
You can scroll up or down, and I'm sure to find the uh, the button that tells you subscribe or follow. Just push it, and you're good to go. That way, when new episodes of the podcast drop every single Monday, they're right there waiting for you. You don't have to search for them, look for them, hunt for them, anything like that. You can listen to them at your own earliest convenience whenever you want. But the searching, well, that's all gone. So make sure you subscribe or follow at your preferred podcast destination. Uh, on social media, you can follow the uh, Getting Old Quickly page. Just like that at facebook.com slash getting old quickly. You can find me on Instagram at the Mr. Donnelly. And you can, I guess, read my random tweets of hockey and world anger at, on Twitter uh, at infamous kid. Uh, and finally, if you find yourself in a dark place, in crisis mode, need some help, need somebody to talk to, it's you, a loved one, friend, whoever. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very moments. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. Somebody is available 24-7 to talk. So if you need it, please use it. That is what this resource exists for. Once again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. On that note, I'm going to go back to enjoying the rest of this musical piano bar weekend and hopefully more hockey. All right. I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It kind of just happens. Mm -hmm.